and welcome to a uh, very spooky edition of Unscripted Gaming. Ooh. This is actually our first time doing like a Halloween based episode and you know this is I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this. This is Mike's idea and I thought it was a banger of an idea. I think you had this back in like July or yeah. something like that. You know, I don't like the implication that you know, by labeling this a banger idea, you're implying that my other ideas are not bangers. I'm uh, saying we I all don't know. know all my ideas all my ideas be bangers. I'm saying that this particular idea kind of surpasses the other ideas you've had. It does, in fact, bang pretty hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm giving this credit where it's due. So for this episode, um, apropos of almost next to nothing, besides the fact that one of the video games that released a couple years ago, Control, is based on this concept, uh, we are going to be doing an SCP episode. That's right, folks. Ooh. Secure, contain, protect the SCP Foundation. It's kind of a weird, like, it's just a mutual interest that Ray and I have. And uh, to be frank, we've always just wanted an outlet to share some of our favorite SCPs mm-hmm. with you, the kind listening audience. Uh, and you're like, but Mike, isn't this a video game talk podcast? Uh, you should talk about video games. Uh, first of all, shut up. This is our podcast before anything else. So we can do whatever the hell we want on it. It's actually uh, true. Yeah. Josh <laughs> has been secure, contained, and protected. Uh, so <laughs> we get Josh back when we go through all of them and find out where Josh is. And then oh we God. can rescue Josh. Oh, dear Lord. There are so many SCPs. Okay, we should... Um... We should not bury the lead. Let's. What is an SCP? Okay, SCPs are short stories. They're like creepy pasta stories. Oh god, mm-hmm. I have to explain what a creepy pasta is. Okay, they're scary stories. Spooky stories. Yeah, <laughs> spooky they're, they're, pasta. The spooky pasta. They're supposed to be scary stories that people have made on the internet. They have a specific through line. Some of them are considered canon. Some of them are considered one-offs. But they're all about an agency that protects the rest of humanity from figuring out that these anomalies, as they're called, exist. And they're called, what was it, secure, contain, and protect? Mm-hmm. Because the agency, uh, I do believe it's called the foundation or something like that, uh, the purpose of them is to make sure that no one sees them, no one knows about them, and as much as possible, do not destroy it, because we need to understand these items or whatever they are, these anomalies to better understand the universe because in the SCP world, the universe is weird it's scary, it's messed up, or sometimes it's hilarious and Uh, a little spooky all at the same time yeah, yeah, so there are anyone can write an SCP uh, but for it to be approved on the SCP website um, you can type that into Google It does have to pass through what's called the O5 Council, which is a group of writers, short story writers, that are like, yeah, this is good, or they'll say, no, this is not canon, or they will actually sometimes decide, this is close, we will make it a non-canon story if you would allow it. So there's a small approval process to it, and it's kind of dope, and some of the stories that do get approved are great. So, uh... That's right. We we have a special for you today. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, just to add a little bit more context, it is kind of this like community, um, kind of cre- creative writing enterprise that mm-hmm. is. I think there's just a lot of fun elements to it. I think, I think there's a lot of just good layers of kind of horror and fear and just not and just weirdness. Yeah, it, it's kind of like I like the very kind of bleak sense that we oh if something like this existed this it's like very realistic in a sense that like this is just how humans would would choose to engage with things like this Mm -hmm. not to say it's like a bad that thing we shouldn't do but like we would you know there there there's kind of there's an angle of this that's like we should you know, seek to understand everything. We should dissect and and study these things, and instead of letting it kind of be a beautiful mystery in a lot of ways, and I think yeah. that is like kind of an interesting like subtext under all, every 
element of this that I think is it is an interesting like way to think about that. Um, uh, the- they definitely do. There's a lot of those stories where it's like the fact that you, it's like the, uh, the un, what is that? The, um, it's like the concept of the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. I think it is mm-hmm. where the more you observe something, the less it either exists or makes sense. Um, so or just you, by this year act of observation, you are changing it. Right. Uh, you collapse the wave function or you alter the wave function by simply observing it. There's, yeah. there's a lot of that with a lot of SCPs. Um, but let's, yeah, let, let's get into a couple. So me and Mike picked, uh, just to start, we picked one scary one each and we picked one goofy one each. And it's not necessarily our favorites. I will tell you right now, this is not necessarily one my one of my favorites. It's just one I think about the most because mm-hmm. um, I like it. So, uh, Mike, you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, you know, I'll go first. Um, All right. Now, a lot of you are going to make fun of me when I say this, but at, in school, I was a philosophy major. Shut up. I heard you. Um... And I let's just say, if you ask me, I think the um, I think the trolley problem is very rote and very stupid, and I hate that it's something anybody talks about ever at this point, uh, when it's clear that the solution to the trolley problem is communism. This is very simple. <laughs> We've already solved it. What I'm proposing as a replacement is okay. SCP-1733. Okay, I've never heard of this one. I'm excited. And. So I don't want to read this whole thing verbatim because it's like yeah, you know, it's a not. lot. But like, yeah. actually, is there an, is there a specific author I can shout out here? Let me just make sure. That... You also don't be afraid to uh, say what classification of SCP it is. There there are different classifications yes. based on how dangerous they are. Um, yes. So like, I really this is like my I think my favorite example, like favorite SCP example because. There's a lot of SCPs that are kind of like a lot like people's OC. It's like, oh, this is like soup. This is like Sonic, but he's Goku. Uh, like just like something really OP and something like that. Like this just fits like right into that like Twin Peaks. This is a weird thing niche. Um, uh, you know, I okay. One last thing before I actually start reading this. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, basically just if you're still like I don't understand what this SCP thing is at all for a visual example think about like the Indiana Jones warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark Mm -hmm. like that is kind of it's a little bit different but like that kind of categorization of strange things in some in, to ultimately ascertain understanding from them or to just secure them and keep them quarantined away from any sort of broader truth in my opinion um, that's kind of what's happening here on a very base level so uh, uh, I, b- before you begin I just wanted to go over the classes uh, the definition of the classes so that when we do our different ones uh, the audience kind of knows uh the classification, because you should announce your class first. So there yes. are five classes of SCP. They're safe, and those are very easy to contain. Um, that's an SCP that's like, oh yeah, we found it, um, and we put like a we put a glass over it, like a wine glass. It's a glass spooky over hot dog. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that one actually might exist. Um, I'm sure it does. <laughs> uh, there's class Euclid, which is. Yeah, this one put up a fight, but it was predictable, so, you know, we, we got it under control. Um, there's class Keter, and this is the most dangerous, apocalyptic type of class. Uh, basically, a Keter class is uh, the SCP where if you encounter it, um, it could destroy all life either on the planet or the universe or in this dimension, time space. Um, there is class... I'm going to mess up this enunciation. Uh, Thumiel? The existence of a Thumiel class means that there is an SCP equally as dangerous to it, and it exists to counteract another Thumiel class. It, it's a very specific type. It's like uh, a Kanan Able type. Which, by the Yo, way, if I, see, if, I, if I ever see that other SCP, man, it's on site. 
Exactly. By the way, Cain and Abel are SCPs, and that's a piece of trivia there. <laughs> and then there's Class Apollon. Uh, Class Apollon is essentially God. Um, is another way to put it. <laughs> this is this is an impossible to contain or sometimes understand SCP, where it exists. There's nothing you could do about it. There's there's sometimes no way of observing it. Um, ra this is also the rarest type for like uh, the writers to actually give a classification to. This is the this is a story is written in such a way that this can. There, there's no way to actually like. Put an, it's dangerous it also is like there's nothing the foundation even in any infinite type of story writing could do to do anything about it so it's just kind of there mm -hmm. um, and it's a relatively new class piece of trivia it didn't exist until 2014 even though the SCP articles have been written since like 2008-2006 so they had to create a new classification for it yeah. alright so Mike what class is your first one? Yes, bring it back. This is a safe class. Okay, all right, for a scary Which, one, we're off to exactly. a safe one. See, okay. see this is well, you'll see, you'll get why this is one I think that is like is interesting to me because of mm -hmm. you think about it, the implications are are horrifying. Um, so, <clears throat> the DVR containing SCP-1733 is to be kept in a secure video archive at site. There's lots of. Uh, redaction happening here so is or something that is redacted playback of scp 1733 is strictly forbidden this is important remember this unless required for research personnel must contact dr geller for permission to study the scp the juicy part the description SCP-1733 is a digital recording of the 2010-2011 NBA season opening game played at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts on October 26, 2010 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Agents monitoring social networking sites were alerted to SCP-1733 when Boston native complained in a Facebook thread on October 27th about a technical foul in the third quarter involving players Ray Allen and Chris Bosch that never occurred in the original broadcast. When confronted, redacted, uploaded the relevant segment much to the confusion of much to the confusion of his uh, derogators, or I guess you know, people who are like saying, you know, BS. Post, post vid or it didn't happen. <laughs> I, Foundation I, agents <laughs> embedded in Facebook's moderator team deleted the thread and procured the IP addresses of all individuals present at the chat at this time to locate and administer Class A amnesiatics. The Motorola brand DVR containing SCP-1733 was recovered for study. I said I wasn't going to read this whole thing verbatim, but... But here we are. Go for it. Are. <clears throat> study of the footage has since revealed the nature of the recording's anomalous properties although initially diverging from the original broadcast only negligibly such as quarter point totals and occurrences of fouls scp-1733 has begun to markedly digress from the content of its earlier playbacks recorded entries have been observed to retain memory of previous playings and as such have developed a burgeoning awareness of their existence it is hypothesized that playbacks impart an unqualifiable, quantifiable, excuse me, measure of cognizance to the entities inhabiting SCP-1733, with consecutive playings greatly expanding recall of previous events. This effect is cumulative and extends to all persons in the arena. Quality of awareness has progressed from reported feelings of intense deja vu by commentator personalities Mike and Tommy to a near eidetic memory of preceding playbacks. However, to note, no entities inside SCP-1733 have ever addressed the viewer directly or shown awareness that they reside in it within a digital recording. So, that's what's happening here. Um, essentially, so, they're stuck in this recording of this game. And each time you watch the game, or the recording of it, it, it the recording changes ever so slightly and people inside the recording in the arena at this time have become aware of this 
It was initially thought that the purpose of SCP-1733 was to depict an infinite number of game outcomes, since players were able to modify offensive and defensive strategies during every playback. By playback 34, players and coaches became so keenly adapted to the opposing team's playbook that the score remained 0-0 until 3, 3 minutes and 34 seconds into the first quarter. As quality of recall was still weak in the early stage iterations, memory of preceding playbacks likely manifested as a vague intuition felt by players, fans, and team personnel alike, interfering with their ability to grasp the full scope of the situation. By playback 45, however, comprehension of their predicament had reached such a point that players declined to play altogether and assembled with the rest of those in attendance to formulate escape plans. It is the conclusion of Foundation researchers, yeah, yeah, that the inhabitants of SCP-1733 are imprisoned in the setting of the recording, as they have been unable to exit by any means. Doors leading out of the arena have not yielded to an estimated force in excess of redacted. The assembly has also been unable to exit uh, from locker rooms, player facilities, and skyboxes, waiting for patrons ar arriving in at um, and at scripted points prior to the start of the first quarter has also been unsuccessful. Individuals leave by where patrons entered and are then unable to navigate and escape from the adjacent corridors that girdle the main arena. Escape attempts have since grown more desperate and have included failed attempts at constructing makeshift explosives and all-out rioting. Yeah. The fracturing of the assembly into three opposing, opposing f factions and by playback... The ritualistic murder and disbowelment of players in the hopes of appeasing whatever it is that confines them. However, upon the beginning of a new playback, all persons are returned to their pre-game status unharmed. Researchers have been unable to duplicate, duplicate the effects of 1733 with other recordings made by the DVR, confirming the device is not the source of 1733's uh, properties. Due to the distress visited upon the inhabitants of 1733, testing has been suspended indefinitely. And then, so that's kind of the basic summary. Um, let me see here. So that kind of ended, I talked about how things got weird around playback 45. There's a, um, I won't read the rest of this because there's a, a timeline here of, of some other notable developments on playback 2, 15, 26, 27, 44, 45, 51, 52, 55, 65, 73, 95, 112, mm -hmm. um, and then the next three are redacted, and it seems that the recording seems to be degrading rapidly in some sense. So I really like this SCP because it's not, it's very much, you know, not a, like, this is a thing that could kill God and everybody yeah. else kind of power level thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It, it's in, not the I, Goku I, of SCPs. <laughs> exactly. And it's also, you know... Chris Bosch is the real life Chris Bosch is probably has you know he has he's fine he has no idea this exists mm -hmm. but I really like the weird just kind of horror of this and I'm also an NBA fan so I just like that there's an SCP about the NBA and I think this is an interesting I like the the weird dilemma of this because you know when you're I don't know. I just this. I think this is probably. I think it's a very scary SCP, which is cool because it's, you know, it's a recording in a DVR. Yeah. Pretty benign, but there's just a lot of good kind of implication and horror of, you know, like were these people experimented on? Because it <laughs> was the recording didn't produce this, so it was like, was it something at the arena? Like, just lots of fun kind of thoughts that branch out from this and um i i think it's a pretty scary scp and i think this might be one of my favorites for sure yeah imagine the existential horror of realizing that you are alive but you are alive in a pre-made recording and 
you know what that means. Mm-hmm. You, you have the awareness to know what being stuck in a recording means, and you can't escape. That's a good type of like mental horror, psychological horror. Yes, exactly. Okay, so um, yeah, that wait, was a good save class. All right, so I'm going the opposite of you. I'm going full on sci-fi Keter class. Let's go. All right, let's go. All right, uh, I am doing SCP twenty three ninety nine. If you're new to the podcast, for I don't know why you chose this episode to start, but hello, I love. Hey, sci-fi. hi, hello, how are you? Yeah, I love sci-fi. I like I play much of sci-fi games, watch a bunch of sci-fi movies, so this SCP is like right up my alley. This Kenner class is SCP Level Five Top Secret. It was written originally. Let me shout out the author's name. Um, it's just a bunch of letters, but still, D J K. A K T U S. Special containment procedures. Due to 2399's location, fi- uh, nature, physical means of containment are currently impossible. Implemented Foundation agents in major observatories are to contain footage or images of SCP 2399. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Uh, an ongoing information campaign is in effect which has thus so far been completely to suppress any knowledge referring to SCP-2399 from all public awareness. Foundation satellites are in orbit around Jupiter to maintain constant vigilance of SCP-2399's reconstruction efforts, and all attempts to hinder the process should SCP-2399 efforts um, um, reach uh, 75% completion, uh, should be alerted. Additionally, a perimeter of long-range electromagnetic jamming satellites, these are called the Barrier Array, has been situated high in uh, orbit above Jupiter. Any transmissions intercepted by this array are to be summarily decoded and logged. In the event of SCP-2399 surpassing over 75% completion or an information breach to the public, you know, in the jammering perimeter, uh, oh wait, not to the public, I'm sorry, just information going to the thing. Mm-hmm. Necessary Foundation personnel will engage Protocol Legionnaire 5. Oh. See, a- see addendum 2399-L5. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is probably a top-tier protocol name. <laughs> like, if you're going to call a Protocol Legionnaire 5, right? you know that's for some heavy shit. Y- yeah, it's time to go. It's go time. Oh, yeah. Protocol Legionnaire 5 will thus begin completion at this time. Description. Alright, that was all the preamble of what happens if... To contain this thing. Here's what it is. Description. SCP-2399 is a massive, complex, mechanical structure located in Jupiter's lower atmosphere. Um, It is... Since its visual discovery in 1963, SCP-2399 has been observed to use highly advanced antimatter-based weaponry to create spatial disruptions and devastating atmospheric data expunged, uh, observable in the large red vortex commonly known as the Great Red Spot. Now, what you don't know, and what we uh, might show in the actual video portion of this, is they actually have some footage going on in some of the SCPs, and this one is a GIF, a very spooky GIF, of something large and black moving across the Great Red Spot of Jupiter. For those of you that don't know, the Great Red Spot of Jupiter is as big as Earth. So, if something large and black is visible across the Great Red Spot, that's very big! That should concern you. <laughs> oh, so we have a pro- it's, it's, now, now it's spooky when things that are black go from one spot to another? Okay, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes! Specifically that's, on that's Jupiter. Really cool. okay. On Earth, it's cool. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, okay. I just... It's location-based, okay? Location, location, location. I'll stop. Yeah, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that's how that works. You're right, thank you. <laughs> 2399 appears to be damaged, possible due to an impact with the moon of Io before coming to rest in its current position. SCP-2399 has been observed releasing a multitude of small octopoid repair drones in an effort to repair the damage it has taken. 
Some of these drones will remain near SCP-2399, while others will patrol nearby moons or deeper into the gases of Jupiter itself in search of the parts that 2399 is missing. Computer models estimate that 2399 is at 59% completion, with a current rate of 0.78% completion annually. This rate has increased an estimated 0.12% in 1970. Despite its damaged state, SCP-2399 seems to possess a limitless power supply, advanced electromagnetic shielding, matter-disrupting weaponry, and the ability to repair damage done to itself, and has a uh, precise tracking and targeting system. Please see Addendum 2399-2B. Due to the large difference in technolo uh, technological advancement between the creator of SCP-2399 and our own, for all intents and purposes, 2399 is currently indestructible by human means. In theory, 2399 might be left vulnerable by a powerful enough electromagnetic pulse. Unfortunately, this technology does not yet exist. Since 1971, SCP-2399 has been the recipient of an unending stream of electromagnetic-based communications originating from the Triangulum Galaxy roughly 3 million light-years away from Earth. The means of SCP-2399's travel to our solar system and the means of its communications are all still unknown. From 1971 to 1985, SCP-2399 has continuously received a single encoded message which, through code-breaking and translation efforts, appears to be a code to simply repair the damage it incurred upon entering our solar system. After this time, the Barrier Array, we talked about that earlier, uh, was established to intercept these messages. This coincided with a period of radio silence from the origin of communications until 1996, when a different order began transmitting. The Barrier oh. Array, the oh, barrier array has thus prevented SCP-2399 from receiving this command. What is the command? Please see Addendum 2399-COMLOG. Now, I'm going to read oh, that's to you good. That the is, addendum. Oh, that is beautiful. <sighs> mm -hmm. Man, that's sick. That it's a good one. So that's let me good. read to you the addendum for 2399 Comlog. What was the message it received in 1996 that the barrier ray under all all conditions must stop it from receiving? Redacted in 1971. Unit is damaged. Repaired. Redacted in 1985. Updating orders. Maintain position, repair. Again, another message in 1985. Period of radio silence. Barrier ray is established. All messages intercepted. Redacted, 1996. Unit is out of range and target. Proceed to planet 3 in the solar system. Coordinates redacted. Then repair. Then redacted. Unit is out of range of target. 2015. It gets a message. Proceed to planet number three in solar system. Priority target cease repairs. Um, and finally, uh, footnotes: the repair of SCP-1396. For those of you that don't know, I've read this story before. 1396 is one of the satellites, um, and repair of this satellite that it is. Uh, receiving the messages, or the SCP-2399 is receiving the messages to, has been deemed um, irreparable. And finally, the last thing I want to read to you, this is, th this, this completes the story. And I mentioned this before. I want to read to you guys, I'll give you the summary of what 2399 Legionnaire 5 actually entails. <laughs> Legionnaire 5 is Apocalypse. The SCP Foundation realizes if this thing was to activate, there is nothing that we can do to stop it. We do not have the technology when this plane was created, and there is no reason to believe that in, uh, when this, uh, in the future that we would have this sort of tech to stop it. Uh, Legionnaire 5 is you send people to the moon, and you construct... Uh, a giant laser, <laughs> a giant EMP laser, to shoot it, to buy it time, to buy the world time, to hurl every bomb in existence at this thing. 
Yeah, this is it. You know, I think it is incredibly funny that the ones that we picked are like incredibly. The one I picked is very Mike, and this mm-hmm. is very Ray. Yeah, this is extremely Ray in like the best way possible. It's so good. Yeah, it is, uh, and it is noting in the Legionnaire Doctrine that this plan probably will not work. It is a very somber, like, uh, I will leave links to this in the description for the podcast, but it's very somber in Protocol Legionnaire that this does not have a chance of working. We will we will probably fail. The fact that this thing crash-landed on Jupiter is our only shot of realizing how close we are to the end. That's it. That's basically the story. Yeah. It's one of those you're staring in the face of death kind of things for decades type of SCP, which I kind of like because um, it's one of those existential... Most of the Keter class SCPs are pure existential dread, and they always have a way of going about them, but this is pure sci-fi existential dread of there is a group of people... uh, There's only so many people that can join the SCP Foundation. There's a group of people that knows, and they're hoping against hope, that that never gets fixed because if it does our last ditch effort is to warn everybody on earth that it's everyone's going to die and it's going to be by the dumbest thing possible <laughs> what what's yeah. gonna do us in a spaceship that we've known about for four decades <laughs> that jimmy carter got briefings on <laughs> yeah exactly there's like what um I also, I, you know, some SCPs have some uh, visual treatment, like you said. It's a cool mm-hmm. gif here. I really like, you know, I think it's cool how you can just, just even, like, having some pictures of the red spot on Jupiter and then, like, crosshairs or, yeah. like, zooming in on a specific part of the red circle is, like, or, like, oh, it's the object is right here, and it's, like, a red circle yeah. It's just like a tiny little identification circle. Just like, I just love the good, st- like, that's oh, just like such good, like, flavor. It is. To, yeah. like, it just, I think that's the really, the really cool thing about really great SCPs is that you can do so much with so little. It's like, yeah, this is just like, it's just a picture of the red spot of Jupiter that is black and white with like a red crosshair on it. But like, yeah. That just, with the in a really well written one, like mm-hmm. really really simple little touches like that are like they would kind of put you in the headspace of like oh you're part of this agency you're reading this like super top secret document like it it just like a lot of that stuff really plays to the kind of fantasy of it in just a way that is really cool. So bravo, that was a great pick. Oh thank you. One. Yours was no slouch either. Your yours was good psychological horror. Uh, so now we move on to the sillier SCPs. Mike, what is your silly SCP? Okay, well, let me get back to it here. Oh, I think I accidentally closed my window for it. Okay. <clears throat> I just want to make sure this is the... You know, I had it, and I think I closed it, actually. Oops. 5308-J. 5308-J? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. This is another Euclid slash Keter class SCP. There's actually a couple of different different ones here, so... Uh, Special Containment Procedures. The items collectively known as SCP-5308-J are to be kept in 5 meter by 5 meter underground rooms with steel walls no less than 1 meter in thickness <laughs> with, a, with a 2 inch plating of uh, assumably some uh, it looks like called Telekill Alloy which is very funny. Um, Telekill Alloy. The entrance to these vaults is to be guarded at all times by at least 200 guards from special forces backgrounds, 17 Class D personnel blinded and given flamethrowers, three priests, two rabbis, an imam, a sherpa, and a girl scout of Abrahamic faith. 
Four separate on-site nuclear devices are to be detonated in the event of a security breach. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you know how I said, like, I, I, I think some SCPs are goofy when they're like, this is the thing that is Jesus but God and could uh, kill Goku. Uh, yeah. th- th- this one is kind of like a, a cheeky kind of tongue-in-cheek of, yeah, yeah. of those SCPs, I think. Um Four separate nuclear. I love it. 5308-J is a collection of objects of unknown anomalous properties which have to date eluded the best minds of the foundation. A detailed description of each item follows. J-1. A perfectly cubical piece of granite 20 centimeters on a side weighing nearly 20 kilograms. It was discovered by Ancient Redacted at a yard sale in North Dakota and immediately recognized as dangerously platonic. Previous owner was unfortunately killed during the ensuing firefight. Fortunately, J-I survived to be placed into Foundation custody. Please see the experiment log for details on its anomalous properties. Um, I'm going to read you the, the, the just to get the idea here. Okay. Professor, please approach the cube. D-3534. Uh, uh, sure. Hey, why are you wearing that suit? Should should I have a suit? Professor, make a note. Subject appears agitated. Mimetic or psychic effect? 3534, three, please pick up the cube. Okay. Oof. Heavy sucker. Interesting. Gravity manipulation? Oh, How do you wait. feel, 3534? Three, three, wait, wait. Uh, we, we gotta take a moment to explain what a D-class is. Uh, a D-class is someone that was on death row... And they've been... It's basically a human that's been expunged from society for whatever reason. So the SCP Foundation says, Hey, we'll take you up a death row, but we're going to use you for literally whatever experiment possible. Because you were going to die by the state anyways. So, so I, want, I wanted to get that out of the way. To Thank you. What no, the I appreciate is. that. Again, okay. like, undergirding even, like, all of the funny things or, yeah. like, joke ones is just, like the horror of a managerial bureaucracy to as a way to engage with the greater mysteries of our universe (laughs) and i don't know i i kind of have a much more hippy dippy approach to the mysteries of our universe Mm -hmm. um in a way that i will not talk about here because you will find it boring um not you ray but you the audience i promise i'd be interested uh if you would like to learn more about this um i don't know become Catholic for a little bit uh, and then watch Twin Peaks and then come talk to me and we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting. Gravity manipulation. How do you feel, 3534? Huh? Uh, fine, I guess. My God, it must be healing him. What? But at what cost? Look at his confusion. It's affecting his mind. <laughs> 3534, how do you feel about the cube? It's an okay cube, I guess. Put the cube down. Right now. Put the cube down. <laughs> Three five three four complies. Take the shot now while he's no longer in contact. D three five three four is shot by five separate snipers simultaneously. Thank God he put it down. If he'd still been holding the cube when we shot him, there's no telling what it, what it could have done. I want his remains incinerated and the ashes to bound into a concrete matrix just to be sure. Oh my God, that is great. <laughs> Going to jump ahead here. J-3, a spayed female house cat with russet fur weighing approximately 3.5 kilograms. SCP-5308 J-3 was found near the entrance to one of the Foundation's fronts. Despite multiple interrogation attempts, it has yet to reveal what it was doing there. Analysis into its anomalous properties has been fruitless as as yet. So what's it made of? Uh, This is a professor and doctor going back and forth. Uh, So what's what's it... uh, so what's it made of? What do you mean? Is it made of bones? No. Well, its skeleton is, but not the rest of it. Is it made of blood? No. Is it made of gravity? No. How would that even work? Is it made of fire? No, it's just made of, well, cat. <laughs> Doctor, name redacted, was later terminated in case of lingering mental influence by SCP-5308-J-3. <laughs> Oh my god! I like this one. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, and there's a picture of uh, of 
J-3 here. That is uh, very scary. Uh, I'm going to copy and paste and send it to you and just... Okay. I, I just want you I'm... to see how... Look at this. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. The horror. The horror. My god. I need a, a, an amnestic ASAP. Yeah, we better call five snipers to your house. So, I like how... See, the, in case you didn't get the joke here, the joke is that these are clearly normal objects. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a box. That's a cat. But, like, the way the foundation organizes things, there's always, like, an implicit, like, paranoia and fear of, like, when you... You know, it's kind of like a... You know, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm -hmm. And when you have a bureaucratic monstrosity designed to you know categorize and you know the managerial uh, containment and destruction if possible of uh, anything anomalous everything looks like an SCP to you and again even in the funny ones there's just a little shred of horror and darkness just a tiny bit just I a mean, bit the, just a fact. The fact they annihilated the D-Class for just saying, um, seems like a cube to me. <laughs> My god, it's got his... It's controlled his mind. Kill it. <laughs> Take the shot! <laughs> Which one? All of them! <laughs> so That's I thought that was great. a pretty funny one. Ray, okay. Yeah, so my SCP is actually not from the joke because what Mike read was for actually from the joke category of SCPs. There actually is like a specific joke category, mm -hmm. and that's why it has that J at the end of it. Mine is not from the joke category, but I legitimately, while researching SCPs uh, today to find which one to talk about, this one cracked me up at the gym. Like, I was laughing like a fool because of how absurd it is. I'm like, it's not classified as a joke, but I'm classifying it as a joke. Um, by the way, what class was your SCP? Yours was a Keter class, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, okay. This one is SCP-1422. Uh, I can't, I don't see the author's name. My apologies, can't shout that out. But this is classified as a neutralized class. Eh, huh? I haven't told you guys about that. Neutralized means that... The SCP Foundation is aware of it, mm -hmm. and it's no longer a threat. It's no longer an issue. It's nothing humanity has to worry about possibly ever again. So, special containment procedures. Let's jump right into it. All information about SCP-1422 is restricted to personnel with level 4 operational clearance. As of March 18th, 2009, all personnel have been informed of... Yellowstone National Park's existence. <laughs> the personnel with insufficient clearance must have their memories of SCP-1422 removed. So, just to give you guys a synopsis, SCP-1422 is everyone in the Foundation at some point in time were completely unaware that Yellowstone National Park existed. They don't know what caused it, they couldn't look it up online. Every time they tried, uh, a flash of a blur in their memory occurred. And they're like, what was I doing again? And then they go about their day. When they're like, I should look up a park. Uh, and they're like, "What is there a big park over? No, no. No one had been to it. Huh. The National Park Service that was assigned to Yellowstone National Park were unaware of what they were doing day to day. They just existed. And if you were ever to remember that you forgot that Yellowstone National Park existed, you are directed to the O5 Council for level 5 clearance to be forced to take amnestics that you forgot that you forgot that Yellowstone National Park existed. I love um, it. <laughs> what, um, what had happened and what the SCP Foundation had assumed had occurred was that Yellowstone National Park did not exist in our dimension for a long period of time. It existed in a separate dimension. Um, and then one person in the SCP Foundation, I think they actually named what the person's name was in their rank. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, they, they marked it out um, what the name and the rank of the person is. They had said in 
the SCP Foundation walking like desk to desk saying like, Hey, you guys ever been to the Yellowstone National Park? And nobody knew what this person was talking about. They're like, what do you, what's that? Is that a thing? And then they would forget that he said anything. Oh. And this can, because he kept bringing it up, it actually caused Yellowstone National Park to merge into our dimension and thus exist. And then everyone had recollection of, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, what about it? And when brought up as the SCP, this kind of was where it gets to the spooky part of the funny story. Now people are wondering, wait, if it has existed, but it was removed from our entire dimension, why? And that's where the SCP ends. It's a bit of a joke, and it makes me crack up that there's this whole section of the planet that most people are very fully aware of. Um, just but just gone. people in the agency, like yeah, that they just no one knew of its existence at all, and they're unsure of why no one had consciousness of it until one specific agent had remembered it and caused by speaking he almost spoke it into existence by causing dimensions to merge and thus Yellowstone National Park uh, comes into being that's it that, that's my joke SCP and the joke of it is like what <laughs> that's a great joke what is generally a pretty good joke okay we have one we have a little bit of time for a rando Mike do you have a random SCP you want to talk about uh I'm trying I was doing a little bit of clicking around and apparently I'm the random button is acting up here it seems mm. um so I found another classic Ooh, that you'll okay. probably recognize I'm gonna bet okay so I feel like I've I've read this one before and I so I bet you have to um this is a Euclid Euclid class uh, battleship. Um, this okay. is SCP-87. SCP-87, okay. SCP-087 is located on the campus of Redacted. The doorway leading to SCP-087 is constructed of reinforced steel with an electro-release lock mechanism. It has been disguised to resemble a janitorial closet consistent with the design of the building. The lock me mechanism on the doorknob will not release unless uh, redacted number of volts are applied in conjunction with counterclockwise rotation of the key. The inside of the door is lined with 6 centimeters of industrial foam padding. Due to the results of the final exploration, see document uh, 087-4, no personnel are permitted access to SCP-087. Description. SCP-087 is an unlit platform staircase. Stairs descend on a 38-degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform of approximately 3 meters in diameter. Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. The design of SCP-087 limits subjects to a visual range of approximately 1.5 flights. A light source is required for any subjects exploring this SCP as there are no lighting fixtures or windows present. Lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have shown to be ineffective, mm. as 087 seems to absorb excess light. Subjects report an, a report and audio recordings confirm the distressed vocalizations from what is presumed to be a child. Uh, the source of the distress calls is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to descend the staircase have failed to bring subjects any closer to the source. The depth of the descent calculated from Exploration 4, the longest exploration, is shown to be far beyond the possible structure of both the building and geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-87 has an endpoint. SCP-7 has undergone four video recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Each subject conducting an exploration has encountered SCP-87-1, which appears as a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The nature of SCP-87-1 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not, it is not the source of this pleading. Subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with 87-1, but it is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Addendum 
Over a period of two weeks following Exploration 4, several members of the staff and sudden and students from the campus were reported knocking at a variable rate of one to two seconds per knock coming from the interior of 87. The door leading to 87 has been fitted with six centimeter thick industrial padding. All reports of knocking have ceased. Mm. Just a good old classic spooky staircase that never ends. I, I, there, there is a video game based specifically on that staircase, uh, and you just keep walking down, down it, and you know you can find some. What do you call it? Um, yeah, you can find some Twitch streamers playing it. It's like from ten years ago, but yes, I remember that. Oh, I think I've played that actually. Yeah. Oh man, that's bringing some memories back. Bad. No thanks. I'm good. So you just gotta hit the no clip button and just really fly down that sucker. Yeah, you really? That's a secret, yeah. Uh, I gotta ask you, because I never played the game, what happens when you reach the bottom? Oh, bottom. weird. I, uh, uh, you, you can... I thought... Did you hear that weird sound? I, I didn't hear it. What were you talking about? Oh my gosh. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, but, uh, I, I have, I have two options. I can either go hyper spooky as our last one for my random, mm -hmm. or I can go more tame. But one of the more classic SCPs. I'll let you choose, Mike. Oh boy, you shouldn't let me choose because you know I'm picking hyper spooky. We got to. You want to go the it's hyper the spooky one? It's the Halloween episode. We can save the the tame one for our flag day episode. <laughs> flag day. Hyper Spooky is the SCP called 2718. Now, I really actually don't advise, like, people with thanatophobia or kids actually listen to this SCP because it is actually kind of really messed up. Um, it's actually one of the better written stories, and it was one of the ones that, like, gives you pause when you think about it because... Uh, let's tell the story. But yeah, seriously, probably if you're younger than like 13 years old, maybe skip this one. Um, and if you actually have a legitimate fear of thanatophobia, yeah, definitely skip this one. The name of this SCP is called What Happens After. Um, they have a lot of, if you go to the website, what's called cognito hazard uh, things to keep you from scrolling down to read the SCP. The SCP numbers keep scrolling. It keeps warning you, probably don't read this one, so on and so forth. It is the, revela the revelation that the human body remains conscious and aware of your death and is disguised so elaborately that humans cannot know the truth. <clears throat> I will read to you it in its entirety, but rather quickly, because, you know, we got things to do. SCP-2718 is a case that deviates heavily from the typical style of other SCPs. I'm reading a summary version of this. Mm -hmm. It, it is a cognito hazard that is considered so powerful that it is a considered a breach to read it out loud. The Foundation will have to kill those who have seen or understand too much uh, and um, give them a... What is that word? Trinitite class mimetic, um, which is for Demerong eyes only. Um, and sometimes you will be hit with what's called the golden aneurysm if you were to read this SCP. They really don't want you to understand this one. Uh, the transcript is of a person who worked for the O5 Council. He is O507. Now, what's important about the O5 Council? The O5 Council are the highest level members of the SCP. They're basically... Think of the highest level person of any company. That's the O5 Council. Uh, so it's not some, like, grunt or something like that. This is the top of their bureaucracy. Miriam Prather was stating that the overseers frequently and artificially extended their life, and having used only 19 known methods to do so, the only exception was Roger Sheldon, who refused all processes that took frequent unannounced vacations, of which both actions are now completely forbidden. One of those vacations 18 years ago Roger died from a stroke and was left to rot in the ocean. He died on the beach. 
Roger had possessed an important artifact at all times as well as the knowledge of a unique word referred to as the Shubileth. And so six months prior to Miriam's recording of the Foundation scrapes up Roger's remains and what little is left of his defining personal belongings and the artifact before completely reviving him so that he may recover the shibboleth from his memory. Less than a week later, Roger frantically hurries in a secret towards the containment chamber of SCP-106, believing that he can make some kind of deal with the old man. The old man is a different SCP that grants you eternal life, but you have to make kind of an apocalyptic style deal with them. Just kind of depends on what old man wants, right? That's SCP within the SCP. They do that all the time. Miriam and the uh, Overseer detain um, Roger, and during he gives a horrifying testimony, testimony and tells of what happens after death. To summarize, Roger was aware and conscious and able to feel the world around him and himself after he had died. He could feel himself decay. He can feel himself be eaten alive by fishes. He felt that he was holding his breath for 18 years long. Every second that went by, he had perception of it. Every second Ooh. of pain was increased beyond what words could ever describe. Every part of his body was removed that he could feel it, including those eaten by insects, animals, and just decay of life. Miriam and the Overseer were so shocked they rushed to hold a teleconference with the rest of the O5 Council, and Roger thus testified again. The revelation drove all of the Overseers completely insane. One by one, they all succumbed to shock, stress, anger, and the desire uh, to have honor uh, over reason. O5, O8 in particular, become Roger's yes-men, O2 tries to calm the rest of them down, O3 of the O5 Council, I'm just uh, abbreviating here, decides to turn the decision and to neutralize death as if the SCP <laughs> could be cast into a vote, as if, is it possible, can we stop death itself? Uh, <laughs> O6 seconds this motion, and, uh, o and O5-13 suffers an instant heart attack from the realization of the inescapability of this. O510 thus also seconds that we must stop death. <laughs> um, this presumably allows the Foundation to disguise the information and the recording as a cognito hazard, misconstruing the Overseer's natural reactions artificially instigated. O501, the top overseer, is so shaken, overwhelmed with his obligation to his job that he immediately silences the room and silences all 12 members of the O5 Council and activates Emergency Protocol 17, which releases a gas into the council full <laughs> of amnestics. And therefore, they all lose consciousness and the council forgets everything they heard. But O1, um, O5, O1, the Overseer, releases a cognito hazard and threatens um, to spare, but then ultimately kill Roger. He can never let Roger speak of this again. Roger and Miriam escape the Foundation. That goes into a little bit of a story of how they're running full tilt from it. Miriam is machine gunned within seconds because she's running from the SCP Foundation. They've dealt with Cthulhu horrors. I think they could deal with a human running out of the building. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And her last words are a cry for help. She calls out for the overseers that they are wrong and they must put honor above the reason that they are having this reaction. Her recording ends and it is locked away against an information hazard so no one else can access it. Moments later, SCP-06 breaches containment of his own accord, and Roger is declared KIA. Though, given the circumstances, it is possible that he is sealed away in the pocket dimension that uh, SCP-106 uh, contains, to forever avoid being returned to the Foundation. Because no matter what happens to the living, there will always uh, it will always be better than death. So. Roger 
having seen the reality of death, chooses to live out the rest of his days in a separate reality where it's very possible he can't die. Uh, and as for the Ooh. rest of the SCP Foundation, except for the Overseer, he's the, he or she is the only one that knows what happens after death. Um, that is my spooky ending. <laughs> Man. That's a good one. I love it. I love that one. We love it. Um, well, this was fun. Oof. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a lot to take in. Oh, boy. You asked for this. You're going to have the I safe did. option. I did ask for this. Yes, I did. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, oh. that, that one, I actually, and just to uh, clarify on the podcast, I actually do suffer from thanatophobia, and reading this one, it gave me a lot of pause. Now, obviously, it's a short story written by someone, like, in front of their computer, but that's a good one, because if you're going to scare the shit out of someone, why not scare the shit out of something that they could never, ever control, and it's I the mean, inevitable? because, you know... What if the inevitable was worse than anything you ever thought possible? Yeah, you know... You don't think about it that often, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, not to like trigger anything, but like, <clears throat> it's kind of weird when you think about it. <clears throat> and I really don't try to think about it because it's real fucking scary. It's a lot. Yeah. It's so lot. what if the, what if the scary was this, what humans have that natural avoidance of death. If you're listening to this podcast, congrats, you have successfully done your base biological function of not die. Like, for, wh for one whatever means. Get vaccinated, by the way. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. I feel it's needed. It's probably a good um, idea, folks. Yeah, it, it's, please get vaccinated, please, for your health. But, what if, and this story just goes into what, what, what if the the consequences of just living the ultimate end was so beyond the beyond that even the people that stop like Lovecraftian beings go insane. One of them has a heart attack and dies from this knowledge. That's unheard of in the SCP other stories in uh, Foundation. And this is classified. Oh, I think I... Um, the classification was unclassified. Because uh, the Overseer does not want to classify. The Overseer does not want you to know that this SCP exists. As a matter of fact, they, that if you go to the original website, which I will link in the comments if you really want to read the whole story. Because the story is way creepier than I just described. They actually go into like a lot of detail. Um, they say you need special eyes that will automatically erase the memory <laughs> once you read this story. Yeah. This is arcane knowledge you should not have. I mean... It's a really good kind of the fundamental like horror element here is just that mm -hmm. you know what if there aren't a lot of great things about dying yeah. you know this is an all-time no duh statement for unscripted gaming here um <laughs> but you know as someone who's a I would say religious and spiritual leaning person mm -hmm. There is, you know, at the end of your physical life, there is a release of sorts or transformation into something different. And one of the scariest things possible is I really like that idea of, no, there's not. You're stuck in yeah. this thing forever. You're mm -hmm. stuck here. You're, not, you're, you're... Not, even the, not even the it's black, that's it. Mm -hmm. see you for the rest of time that's it you're done um nope you're stuck in your little meat bag yeah the consciousness carries with you you just can't move for those of you that have uh ever True. had mm. uh, what, what's that called that's S fucked up man imagine that's forever sleep paralysis yeah that's basically what that is it's, it's forever sleep yeah paralysis. you just have the baba yaga sitting on your toes for the rest of your eternity and it's not no even thanks. just sitting there. You don't even lie there. You're decaying, and you feel the decay. Oh, man. It's <laughs> like nasty little guys are coming to get at you. You're like, exactly, no, get off yeah. me. No, no, my spleen. <laughs> oh, I was going to use that. And you you are oh. conscious of, of when a wolf comes I, by and I like, mean, takes your liver. You know, 
I guess like well then you well because I don't want to think about the mechanics of this this is not good <laughs> I like, got ladies like, and gentlemen we got them <laughs> this, this is not good I'm like what if you get embalmed that's gotta hurt oh shit I mean because yeah, that's just yeah. like well it, you know as a matter of fact we do know that hurts because that's called uh you know death sentence by injection which is an incredibly inhumane thing to do to somebody and is you know no nation with a soul would do that to people um so uh, hot, hot take gonna, for those that don't hot, know it. that out there uh you live in an evil country that's that's hot that's the hot take right there yeah yeah in case you guys don't <laughs> I'm know sorry. Uh, the, the host of unscripted gaming might be against the death penalty for a lot of very obvious reasons yeah <laughs> Yeah. This this story included. <laughs> yeah, what if I like do you know what do you know what really got me turned me against the death penalty? SCP two seven one eight. That's what did it finally <laughs> after all these years. Imagine that guy. Oh wait, that I, guy is me. Oh no. But you, you know what? That there there actually might be someone that read this and said like, huh gonna reconsider a lot of things you know and that's it as a writer that's the least thing that you know that's a pretty lofty you know you got to be happy with that if someone read your work right. and then reflected on something deep and important what more can you ask for <laughs> I, uh, right? just to give away just to give away the farm uh the scp i was going to read that was ultra safe was going to be one of the o1s Okay, so just to get this out of the way, in case you guys are interested in reading SCPs, you should. They're really good stories. And just to bring it back to video games, if you like reading SCPs, you should play the video game Control by, uh, what's the name of that studio? It starts with an R. Um, Remedy. Remedy, thank you. Uh, Control is... It is and isn't, like, the official SCP video game. You it's know about, about as close as we're probably gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Uh... SCP-01, there's a whole subcategory of 01s, because everyone wants to be the top. I'm the biggest SCP, so I have top classification 01. There's a whole section of them. And the one I was going to read, because uh, you brought up Catholicism, was going to be SCP-01, The Angel of Light. I'm not going to read it now, but if you guys are interested, you should read that one, because that one's kind of baller. It was a safe one, but I love it, because it's just dope. It's super dope. Um... Happy Halloween, everybody! <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone! All right, let's let's end it here. Uh, you know, we don't have Josh here, our hype man, to go ahead and go over this. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm typically bad at this. Mike, you want to give it a shot? No. Okay. Uh, you, no. <laughs> Google unscripted gaming. Uh, we have a Twitter account. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you already should have left us a five star review on wherever you get your podcasts. Um. I think we actually do have quite a bit of five-star reviews, so that is very appreciated. Hey, look at that. Thanks, folks. Uh, make a new account and leave another one. Gosh darn okay, it. Okay, don't actually don't do what he just said. Please. <laughs> we have a whole untold story about how that's such a bad idea. <laughs> I forgot. How could you forget? I think about it every time I upload a video. That's why he got SCP. <laughs> that's what happened to him. There's a guy who likes his own comments. He must be some sort of anomaly. <laughs> it's the only explanation. I, I, know, I, I know we're just spamming inside jokes at you guys, but he if, knows what look, he did. If you made it into an hour and eight minutes into this podcast, this is this is your prize. Mm -hmm. This is your eternal reward. Uh, visit us on Twitter. Visit us on Facebook. Uh, visit our website, which is unscriptedgaming.com. And I hope you enjoyed this Halloween one. Uh, I'd love to do it again next year. But uh, honestly, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should do another. You know, maybe we don't have to wait a whole year. Oh, 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 uh, oh, 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 we'll oh shit! We'll Dro Dropping some knowledge there. All we'll, right, we'll, all right. see, we'll see what happens. I don't know. This was pretty yeah. fun. I had a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Uh, once again, baller idea by Mike. Super baller idea. Uh, speaking of which, my name is Ray. My name is Mike. Thank you very much for watching. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Stay spooky out there. <laughs>